We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Spurs Up Show, the best Gamecocks podcast on the internet. Today is Monday, December the 28th, 2020. On today's show, we are back from the Christmas break, and folks, do we have a show for you? Shane Beamer's staff officially beginning to take shape. The news coming out on late Sunday. Seven assistants have been named to Shane Beamer's staff, four returnees from the Will Muschamp era, and three new coaches. I'll break down all the hirings, including the return of Mike Bobo, Eric Kimry getting his shot on the staff, the offensive line coach, D-line coach, outside linebackers. What kind Connor Shaw's role will be as well. A lot to dissect and a lot to dive into as, again, Shane Beamer's staff, his first staff at the University of South Carolina, begins to take shape here in Columbia. Also, a bunch of news and notes to get into, including a commitment on Christmas Day, a few Gamecocks in the transfer portal, a welcome return in 2021. Also, I'll give you guys an update on Gamecocks basketball, what that's looking like, when Frank Martin's squad is going to return to the hardwood, and also, of course, your listener questions and voicemails here on Monday, guys. We've got a packed show, lot to get into here on a Monday, and it's all brought to you by our friends over at Upstate Movers Group. Guys, Upstate Movers Group, superior moving service. They bring care and attention other companies can't offer because they're just too busy maintaining trucks and profiting off of them instead of focusing on service. Guys, service is what separates Upstate Movers Group from the competition. By the way, guys, they're not a trucking company. They are a moving services company, and they're also employee-owned co-op, guys. Their movers are paid twice the industry average, and everyone on the crew is just invested in the success of the project as you are. They have dedicated professional crew members and they also offer black glove service guys they offer end-to-end packing services custom crating and packaging for special items and cleaning services as well they are founded by greenville natives and university of south Carolina alumni guys so a gamecock owned small business they also offer 20 years of project management moving experience and they can offer logistics and solutions that traditional moving companies guys simply do not have the skills for whether you're in the upstate or across the state of south carolina if you have any moving needs guys be sure to check out my friends over at upstate movers group you can find them on social media at upstate movers group and of course again if you got any moving needs because we all know in 2021 when you're trying to move we all know the hassle and the pain that can be you lose things you break things or you simply just don't want to do it let the guys over at upstate movers group give you a lending hand again they're on social media upstate movers group but be sure to check out their website if you have any questions comments whatever if you want to get in touch with them upstatemoversgroup.com is the place to go again that's upstatemoversgroup.com the show is also brought to you by our friends over at my bookie guys with the new year right around the corner, MyBookie's been in a giving mood, a $250 risk-free bet on Thanksgiving, boosted odds and free bets every hour of Black Friday, and they continue to give away more freebies for Cyber Monday. Guys, for a sports book that's supposed to be in the business of making money, 
they were giving it away. That's just one of the reasons why I've been rolling with my bookie this season. Guys, the fact is this. If you're going to put some action on the games, whether you're betting NFL, NCAA, college football, college hoops, whatever your preference, you want to do it with a reputable brand like my bookie. Guys, you can make a deposit using the promo code GAMECOCKS. That's promo code GAMECOCKS. And they'll match you halfway to give you a head start on building your bankroll. You can put in $200, get an extra $100 to play with. Joining and depositing is a simple process, and it's quick. But more importantly, when it's time to get paid, that's quick to treat yourself some extra cash in your pocket this holiday season by investing in your intuition guys it's not just winter season it's winning season so bet win and get paid with my bookie let's get it receivers in there mm-hmm. i guess i had me a couple of them quarterbacks while you had it give me them tight ends too mm-hmm. yeah i figure i'd just come back to columbia figure why not coach on shane beamer's staff mm-hmm. yeah i got some good sweet tea and biscuits down here too i don't want to go back to colorado don't have any sweet tea mm-hmm Yo, what is up, guys? Happy Monday. Appreciate you all tuning in. In case you did not understand and don't know what the hell is going on, that is Slingblade, a.k.a. Mike Bobo. To celebrate the return of Mike Bobo as the Gamecocks offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach, guys, we got a lot to dive into here on a Monday. Appreciate you all tuning in. Thank you so much uh, for the love and support of the holiday season. I hope you guys had a very Merry Christmas. Hope Santa Claus was really, really good to you. It's great to talk to you guys once again. Again, of course, did not have a show Thursday or Friday due to the bowl game being canceled. So we are back full steam ahead. I know a lot of people, you guys are wondering, hey, what's the schedule? Some people are taking off for New Year's. They're taking off this entire week, whatever. We are back full steam ahead, full momentum going into 2021, guys. And again, thank you so much for being along for the ride. I appreciate it so much. Again, I hope you all had a very, very Merry Christmas. I hope Santa Claus was good to all of you. Um, to those who tagged me or sent me DMs or uh, sent posts or whatever of the Spurs Up Show merch, the Beamer merch especially, that you guys may have gifted or received for Christmas, thank you so much for that. That was awesome to see, and I'm really, really glad to see that you guys like the merchandise. Quick reminder, guys, if you did not know, if you're around the area, the Florence, South Carolina area, or if you want to make the trip, Rivals is carrying the Beamer merch. They have the Beamer ball merchandise and they have the Shane Storm shirts. They have t-shirts and hoodies. So if you want to go in store, and of course, we're still selling them, tsus.store, tsus.store is our store. We're still selling them. If you want to go in store and support there, they are selling that merchandise in Rivals. But guys, again, thank you so much. Uh, Appreciate you all tuning in here on Monday. We've got a lot to get into. And like I said, Normal schedule this week, podcast every single day, the Daily Crow noon to one. We are back on normal schedule. The only thing different from today, no guests today. Um, it was very hard to book a guest over the Christmas week, and everybody's just with their families out of town doing whatever, which is all fine and dandy. But uh, 
you know, obviously with that going on, was unable to book a guest today, but I actually have a lot of really awesome conversations lined up. Going to have some really good interviews over the next few weeks. So you guys have got that look forward to. But again, let's dive right into it. I think it fits perfectly that we don't have a guest because we have a lot to talk about. You know, I was wondering coming in the show, I'm like, hmm, we didn't talk Thursday and Friday. And obviously things happened on late Wednesday and throughout the weekend and stuff like that. You know, there were a couple assistants leaked here and there. But I saw the Gamecock fan base, and I was one of them, certainly, that was getting a little bit antsy, right? What's what's the coaching staff? What does it look like? And we're still sitting here antsy on a Monday to hear the entire staff. But boy, did Shane Beamer drop a bomb on us midday on Sunday. Beamer's staff officially beginning to take shape. Seven assistants named on his staff, four of which will be returning from Will Muschamp's staff, and then three new coaches have been added. Now, Seven of the 10 on-field assistants have been named, which means there are three positions left, three coaching assistants left to be named. Those are defensive coordinator, which is obviously a big one, wide receivers coach, which is very important, and either defensive backs coach or linebackers coach, depending on what the defensive coordinator himself coaches. So, for example, if the D.C. is a defensive backs guy, they'll they'll name another linebackers coach. If he's more of a linebackers or an offensive lineman guy, they'll name a defensive backs coach. But again, Seven assistants have been named. Now, let's go down the list here. We'll start with definitely the most notable retention on this 2021 Shane Beamer inaugural staff, and that is that offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach Mike Bobo will return to the Gamecocks OC and quarterbacks coach in 2021. We keep going down the list. Tight ends coach Eric Kimry, which we saw that released on social media last week. Awesome stuff. Offensive line coach Will Friend, defensive line coach Tracy Rocker, outside linebackers coach Mike Peterson, special teams coach Pete Limbo, and then Connor Shaw will return in 2021 in an off-field role that is to be determined. Now again, that's seven assistants. Seven of the ten have been named Shane Beamer's staff officially taking shape. Let's dive into this because, again, I know there's a lot of comments and a lot of opinions on a bunch of these, but definitely where we have to start is the return of Mike Bobo. And the first thing I'll say is this actually about Shane Beamer's staff. I I will say to you guys, I'm a bit surprised just how much of a holdover there was from Will Muschamp's staff to Shane Beamer's first staff. Because, you know, you really felt like with the culture problems, and you go 2-8 and eight in his last year, and just all of the mess, the real shitstorm that it became, I, I really thought South Carolina was going to clean house. I, I thought Shane Beamer was going to clean house. And again, you see him bring back four coaches. I mean, he didn't bring back just one or two. He brought back four coaches to his staff for this 2021 year, at least for this first year, if nothing else. But let's start again with the one that is definitely going to be the most debated, the most talked about, I would say. And you're going to see the most people probably disagree on and that is Mike Bobo returning to Gamecock football to be the offensive coordinator and the quarterback's coach. Now, I want to start out saying this, guys. I'm not nearly as upset about this as I think many of you probably are. But with that being said, I definitely understand if you're a Gamecock fan and you're frustrated over this hire, I totally understand. Because, listen, when Shane Beamer was hired, And I think the majority of the Gamecock fan base, obviously, including myself, very happy with the hire, happy with the guy we got. We got our guy. We got Shane Beamer. But when Shane Beamer was hired, we were promised 
you know, oh, he's taking less money. He's going to go out there and hire a premier coaching staff. It's going to be an elite coaching staff, blah, 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 whatever, right? We were all promised that. And we all had dreams and, and, and thoughts dancing in our heads of a premier coaching staff. And so I will not blame a Gamecock fan for feeling maybe a little bit let down over the decision to retain Mike Bobo. Because, hey, we were hearing the name Garrett Riley thrown around a lot, which I thought would have been a slam-dunk home run hire. We were hearing that type of name. Okay? So I'm not going to blame a Gamecock fan for feeling a little let down. But when you stop and think about it critically, and we could spend, you know, I was talking to somebody else about this a few days ago. And if you guys have been tuning into the Daily Crow, which if you haven't, you should. We have talked about Mike Bobo and Ryan Holinsky and that position and Mike Bobo's job as the offensive coordinator a lot. And, and the season's over. I mean, the season's been over for weeks. We have talked about that ad nauseum. I mean, every single day, it is a topic of discussion. And people feel very strongly about this guy one way or the other. They love him or they hate him. I'm not, like I said, I'm not nearly as upset about this as a lot of you, I think, are. Because when you stop and take a look at it critically, was the Gamecocks offense perfect in 2020? Absolutely not. There were many deficiencies. There were many issues. But guys, and I don't know, maybe it's because I came into the 2020 season with such low expectations for that South Carolina offense. But guys, I didn't think the Gamecocks offense was going to average 20 points per game. I really didn't. I really did not see South Carolina averaging even 20 points per game. Not only did you do that, by the way, you averaged 25 points per game, but you also had a 1,000-yard rusher. After losing your five-star gem of a prospect in Marshawn Lloyd in the preseason, you turned Kevin Harris into the best Gamecocks running back arguably since Marcus Lattimore. Again, you averaged 25 points per game with an offense that really had no true playmakers on. I mean, with all due respect to Kevin Harris, was Kevin Harris a guy opponents were scared of? Not necessarily. And then outside of Shy Smith, which, I mean, listen, Shy Smith had a great season, did all he could do. You had absolutely no weapons on the outside. Mike Bobo truly squeezed blood out of a rock this year. And I've said that a couple of times in the past season. But he did. When you stop and think about it critically, he did. And I had a buddy of mine put it to me beautifully. Take a look at South Carolina's offense in 2020. How many other offensive coordinators could have taken that group and did with it what Mike Bobo did? Listen, do I think Mike Bobo is, is the best OC in the world? I think he's the best OC in college football. Absolutely not, I don't. But I also believe South Carolina, if, if they wanted Garrett Riley and couldn't get him and there were other guys they wanted, maybe couldn't get him for whatever reason, South Carolina could do much, much worse with Mike Bobo. Mike Bobo is a good offensive football coach, guys. I hate to break it to you. And listen, I, I'm sure there's many of you tuned in who are on board with this hire. But I know for a fact there's many of you tuned in who are not. Many of you, and for different reasons, which I'm going to address all of them here shortly. But first things first, Mike Bobo is a good offensive football coach. Again, I'm not sitting here saying he's Lincoln Riley. I'm not sitting here saying he's Chip Kelly. I'm not saying he's, 
he's the end-all, be-all of offensive coaches, and this guy's an absolute offensive genius by any stretch. But South Carolina could do much worse than Mike Bobo as its OC. I mean, again, to take this South Carolina offense in 2020 and to average 25 points per game and have a 1,000-yard rusher with the lack of weapons you had and, and being micromanaged by a head coach who is known to destroy offensive coordinators' careers, I'd say Mike Bobo did a pretty damn good job in 2020, if I do say so myself. Now, let's address the elephant in the room with a lot of you. A lot of fans, a, a fair portion, I will say, of the Gamecocks fan base, hate Mike Bobo for this reason and this reason only. Ryan Holinsky. There are many Gamecock fans who will never forgive Mike Bobo for his decision to start Colin Hill over Ryan Holinsky. And guys, I'm just going to tell you right now, if you fall into that category, if you fall into that category of a fan who will never accept Mike Bobo because he didn't play your favorite player, basically, or did not play Ryan Holinsky, if you fall in that camp, Guys, you're just going to have to get over yourself. I don't know what else to tell you. I don't know what else to tell you. Again, you can either accept that Colin Hill was the better player and won the job, or you can't. And again, I'm not going to spend this podcast diving into that because I feel like it's kind of silly. Again, when you really sit back and you think, these people that are getting paid millions of dollars out of pettiness or whatever you think, they're not going to play the best player? That's just foolish. It's foolish to think that. And I don't think Shane Beamer would keep a guy on his staff that he felt like would act out of that type of pettiness. No chance. There's no chance. And I've said this multiple times as well. Shane Beamer is not going to keep someone on staff or hire someone that he feels is going to sabotage his football program. Not a chance. It's just not going to happen. Okay? It's just not going to happen. So again, I think South Carolina could have done much worse from that much worse than Mike Bobo. Now, if you want to give me football reasons and talk football reasons of why you don't like Mike Bobo, I'll be welcome here. I'll tell you guys one thing. My biggest thing is I would have loved to have seen South Carolina and Shane Beamer go out and get someone who was proven in running a spread attack, an up-tempo spread modern offense. I would have liked to have seen that. But with that being said, in defense of Mike Bobo, as soon as Will Muschamp was relieved of his duties, did you notice in the first game that Mike Bobo took over as interim head coach, what happened at halftime? You had a quarterback switch. Luke Doty gets inserted. I thought South Carolina ran a lot more of spread, shotgun, Luke Doty taking off. And also with this happening as well, I tend to think, I tend to think that maybe, and I could be wrong, I think Shane Beamer may have a much bigger hand in the offensive game plan than maybe we expected or were led on to believe. Because I have to think Shane Beamer, like I said, is going to pull some of what he learned at Oklahoma to Columbia. Now, with that being said, you don't have the players right now to run that system that they ran at Oklahoma. But again, when it comes back to Mike Bobo, I, I just think South Carolina could have done much, much worse. And again, I know this will be a topic of debate and a topic of conversation 
for certainly a few days. And like I said, you guys, I would love to take your questions and comments on the Daily Crow this week and all throughout the week on the podcast. But I'm just, you're not going to hear me overreacting and acting emotionally. Stop, and I challenge you again, stop and think about it critically. Think about it on the football field, okay? Take the emotion out of it. If you're one of these people, again, in the Ryan Helinski thing, because I know there's a lot of people like that. They solely don't like this dude because he didn't play Ryan Helinski. And that's the crazy part, because hear, hear me out. I truly believe if South Carolina would have had the exact same record, exact same offensive output, but Ryan Helinski was playing quarterback, fans would be clamoring for this guy to come back. I, I fully believe that. I, I really, really do believe that. Okay, but because Colin Hill was brought with Mike Bobo from Colorado State, because Colin Hill was named the starter, and because Colin Hill played the majority of this season, and then Luke Doty came in and Ryan Linsky didn't see the field at all, a lot of people hold a grudge against Mike Bobo, and that's just the wrong way to look at it in my opinion. So again, Mike Bobo returns the offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach. I, I, I don't think it's a terrible hire. Listen, I, I will go ahead and admit this, guys, off the jump. I am giving Shane Beamer the benefit of the doubt, okay? And I did the same thing with Will Muschamp. I was talking to somebody about this over the weekend. I did the same exact thing with Will Muschamp. I gave him the benefit of the doubt. Go out there and show me what you got. Okay, you want to keep Mike Bobo? Interesting. It definitely makes me raise an eyebrow. Go show me why you did it. I'll give you the, the benefit of the doubt. I'll give you the opportunity. Show me why you did that. Again, I think there's pros to it, but certainly, hey, there's some major question marks with it. There are some major question marks with it. But I definitely think, and last thing on Bobo, I, I, I do, I will say to give Bobo credit, I think something that really stood out to me, and I'm sure stood out to Shane Beamer, was the way that Mike Bobo handled this football team down the stretch of the 2020 season. And again, the last three games, they were brutal. They were ugly. They were rough, whatever. But, you know, I really thought, you know, and things we heard behind closed doors in regards to Bobo, like really getting in guys' faces and, you know, really almost trying to change the culture on his own, I thought. You know, there were a lot of entitled guys, a lot of selfish guys on that roster. And Mike Bobo was not having it. You know, the way that he sold himself to the fan base as well the last couple of games, in regards to playing for that that block C, you know the things that Mike Bobo said and the way that he carries him, he carried himself. I will give Mike Bobo a lot of credit for holding this thing together the last three weeks of the season and really challenging the players on South Carolina's football team. And again, I think that's one of the reasons, another reason at least, that Shane Beamer is keeping this guy on staff because those comments that Bobo made about playing for the name on the front of the chest, not on the back, playing for the University of South Carolina, coming together. And I think that's the type of dudes, yet again, that Shane Beamer wants on his staff. So, again, that's my feelings on Mike Bobo. And, again, I, I know we're going to talk about it ad nauseum. We're going to continue to debate it. We're going to continue to discuss it all week long. And it will definitely, listen, it will definitely be one of the top storylines throughout this offseason and certainly going into the 2021 season as well. Let's continue down the list, guys. Tight ends coach. This one I'm so fired up for. My good friend, friend of the show, Eric Kimry. Eric Kimry, name of the Gamecocks coaching staff, which means, by the way, Bobby Bentley will not be retained. 
um, which I know a, a few fans were surprised about just because Bentley's ties to recruiting and head coaches, high school coaches within the state. But Eric Kimry, which if you're not familiar, which if, you, if you're not, I, I don't know how, but uh, Coach Kimry, head coach at Hammond High School for what I think the past like 17 years he's been the head coach. Um, just won a state title with Hammond. They, they won a bunch of state titles over there at Hammond. Eric Kimry, named tight ends coach, former Gamecocks quarterback, played in the late 90s, early 2000s under Lou Holtz. Of course, the fade. We all know the play against Mississippi State when he threw the game-winning touchdown pass at Willie B. And just a, an extra little bit of sauce on that. A guy that came on the podcast, uh, September 2018. Of course, I was blessed enough and fortunate enough to join Eric on his show, Fade In, in, uh, in October, which, of course, he will not be doing anymore because he's now on staff with South Carolina. But so happy. For Eric, man, I, I'm I'm so happy as as a fan of Carolina football, as a fan of Eric Kimry, the Gamecock football player, but also as a friend. And I, I'm I'm fortunate enough to call Eric a friend, um, someone I've had a lot of conversations with, and a lot of back and forth with, a lot of great conversations about Gamecock football, about life, about business, about media, just about everything. And uh, and this is a dude, you know, Coach Kimry. And again, I'm not surprised that Shane Beamer decided to bring him on staff because. You know, when he talks about, you know, he's been talking, of course, culture, culture, culture. Culture's been the word, right? Eric Kimry is a dude who, if you've ever talked to Eric and you've ever gotten the opportunity to chat with Eric about Gamecock football and his playing days and how he feels about the University of South Carolina, the city of Columbia, he loves this city, he loves this community, and he loves, and I mean loves, the University of South Carolina. And so I, I couldn't be happier for Coach Kimry. I think he'll do great things. You know, what he'll do on the field for South Carolina coaching tight ends will not be nearly – and, I, again, I expect him to make a big impact. Don't get me wrong, because Coach Kimry, if you were talking about football, X's and O's, if you listen to his podcast, you know this dude knows the game. I mean, he knows the game. Every time I have an X's and O's questions, every time I have a question, I text him. I hit him up because I know he knows what the hell he's talking about. But this dude, as, as great of an impact as he will have on the field, I cannot wait to see the impact Coach Kimry has off the field in regards to the culture, that locker room, those players, what it means to be a Gamecock, how special it is to be a Gamecock. Coach Kimry's going to be that guy. You know what I mean? Coach Kimry's going to be that guy, and I could not be happier for, again, somebody that I'm a huge fan of as a Gamecock, as a football man, and somebody I'm blessed enough to call a friend. So, again, congratulations Coach Eric Camry, man, now the tight ends coach at the University of South Carolina. Offensive line coach, Will Friend. Will Friend coming from Tennessee, um, a guy that has a lot of SEC experience, done a pretty good job at Tennessee, was there for three years. Um, or excuse me, he was the offensive coordinator offensive line coach at Colorado State for three years. So he's actually very familiar with Mike Bobo, by the way, a guy that knows the running game, of course. But again, this one, as soon as you heard Friend was coming to Columbia, you were like, okay. Kind of sounds like Mike Bobo is probably going to come back, you know, if this is the case. Um, but a guy that has been at Tennessee, done a really good job, has coached some really top-notch offensive linemen, offensive linemen, actually played his football at Alabama, graduated in 1998. I think he was on their all-decade team, two-time All-SEC selection. But, uh, you know, listen, a, a guy that has done a good job at Tennessee. Tennessee's always had a good offensive line. And, you know, the offensive line coaching role is so funny. Um, and, and really when these position coaches get named in general, I know this is kind of off the subject, but when these position coaches get named in general and you have fans coming out, oh, that's a terrible hire. How are you getting that worked up over who the offensive line coach is? Guys, 
I've never read an article or I've never started off a podcast after a Gamecocks or any team's loss. I've never come on a Monday show and said, the offensive line coach, fire him. He need, he's to blame for our entire team losing. Like, of course he has to do his job, but you think Shane Beamer doesn't know more about coaching offensive line than we do? Like, from what I've seen, again, Friend is a guy that has SEC experience, has good recruiting ties, has done good work in the SEC. He's played SEC football. I'm fine with the hire. I've just seen some back and forth on social media, and I just genuinely don't understand it. So, again, offensive line coach, Will Friend, I think he will do a good job at South Carolina. And, again, has coached some big-time offensive linemen uh, at Tennessee and, of course, has that relationship with Mike Bobo. They had a pretty damn good offense when they were at Colorado State together. So maybe that will help South Carolina out offensively as well. Defensive line coach Tracy Rocker, he returns. Again, I know a lot of Gamecock fans sort of raise an eyebrow to this one. I think Rocker overall is a good coach and a good recruiter too. And, and Rocker's somebody who, you know, prognosticators and fans, whatever analysts were really high on when Rocker got hired for the defense, defensive line coaching job. Fans were really high on this guy. And again, again, analysts as well. Now, I don't think South Carolina's defensive line performed to the level we all would have hoped last year. But again, how much felt of that falls on Tracy Rocker? How much of it falls on Travaris Robinson? How much of it falls on Will Muschamp? So again, I have no problems keeping Tracy Rocker in place on this staff. Outside linebackers coach Mike Peterson, again, I thought linebackers were a little better this year. How many, Listen, especially with the assistants, how many of these guys are they keeping on for recruiting purposes? How many of these guys are they keeping on because they're really, really good coaches? How many of these guys are they keeping on because the, the new coordinator is going to want to hire in his guys to be assistants? I don't know. Mike Peterson, I thought, did a solid job. Um, I was certainly surprised that Rod Wilson was not retained. I'm not sure if I talked about that last week or not, but I was really surprised. I'll be just flat out honest. I was surprised Rod Wilson was not retained on staff for South Carolina. But Mike Peterson is. Again, he's outside linebacker's coach. Special teams coach. Now, this is an interesting one. Because Pete Limbo, all right, I think that's how you say his name. Pete Limbo has been named special teams coach and the assistant head coach at South Carolina. He was nominated for the Broyles Award in 2019 at Memphis. Spent the last couple of years at Memphis. Their special teams have been fantastic the last couple of years. Shane Beamer saying, quote, Pete brings a tremendous amount of experience to our staff, has coached on many levels, and has been a head coach. His football IQ is outstanding, especially in special teams. He was a successful head coach, and as a special teams coordinator, his units contributed greatly to the team's overall success. So again, we all know Beamer Ball with Shane Beamer. You know special teams is going to be a point of emphasis for this South Carolina football team. I think Pete Limbo's a good one. I mean, again, the fact that you even have a guy who's notable, that is your special teams coach. I mean, I'm having a hard time remembering and thinking who the hell the, the last special teams coach even was for South Carolina. So I think Limbo is a solid hire for sure. Again, anytime you, you're hiring a guy that was nominated for the Broyles Award, that's a big-time thing. But Pete Limbo as your special teams coach, I think a very, very solid hire for South Carolina. And then finally, rounding it out, last but certainly not least, Connor Shaw will return to Gamecocks football in 2021 in an off-field role that is to be determined. And honestly, guys, this does not surprise me at all because in case you missed it, we've had Connor Shaw on the podcast, by the way. I think it was fall of 2018, I believe. I think it was fall of 18. Either fall of 18 or fall of 19. Either way, it was definitely fall of 18, by the way. 
Was able to chat with Connor, though. And if you have not listened to that interview, by the way, really awesome stuff. But I talked to Connor about being an assistant coach and being a tight ends coach at Furman and the life of a football coach. And Connor Shaw, I can tell you guys, is a guy that is very, very big on family. He has a wife. He has children. Cares about his family a lot. He likes that family time with them. And I don't think Connor Shaw is a guy that necessarily wants to live that life, that coaching life. You like, I don't think he wants to work those hours. I don't think he wants to be, at least right now, I don't think Connor Shaw wants to be that guy who is at the facility till midnight every single night of the season. Like, I, I just don't think from my, at least, and again, I don't know this for a fact, but just from my conversations with Connor Shaw and from that conversation that I had and knowing the type of dude he is, I don't necessarily, like, I think Connor would prefer to be in that off-field role, that supportive role, that even that administrative role. But the good news is this. You're keeping Connor Shaw in Gamecock football, and that's really what matters. At the end of the day, as long as Connor Shaw, I don't give a damn if he's on-field, off-field, whatever it is, as long as Connor Shaw is involved with Gamecock football, that is what matters, and, and that is a success for Shane Beamer. So, again, Seven of the 10 assistants named for Gamecocks football. We now wait on the defensive coordinator, the wide receivers coach, and either and another defensive assistant, whether that be a defensive backs coach or a linebackers coach. Um, really quickly, before we get off this, guys, I do want to tell you just some of the comments from Shane Beamer. He said, quote, I'm excited about the quality of coaches that this staff has. I'm looking for coaches who teach and connect with our players, who have boundless energy to recruit young men to our outstanding university and program, and who do it the right way. He also said, quote, one of the first things I did when I was hired was visit with a coaching staff already in place in the 2020 season. After much thought and many considerations with the players on our team, I knew that Coach Bobo, Coach Kitchings, Coach Peterson, and Coach Rocker would be excellent additions to this new staff and needed to stay here in Columbia. All four have had great coaching careers and have a knowledge of what it takes to compete in the Southeastern Conference. I would also like to thank Coach Bobo for taking the reins as the interim head coach late this season. He did an outstanding job leading the team on and off the field. He also said, quote, I'm also excited to have Connor Shaw remain on our staff in a more expanded role on the football side of things. He loves this school and this program. Connor's committed to helping our players succeed and reach their full potential. And by the way, guys, I cannot believe that I did this. One of the ones I forgot to mention because this one wasn't really announced today for some reason, but running backs coach, Des Kitchings is back, which – I don't even have to spend a lot of time on this one because I think that's a fantastic decision to retain him, guy that has some great recruiting ties. But just look at what he did with Kevin Harris. I mean, look at the running game, right? Look at the way the running game produced in 2020. You literally took a guy in Kevin Harris that I don't want to say he was a nobody coming in because the guy has a ton of talent. You know, did a lot of good things, a lot of positive things in 2019 when he was healthy, but nobody was expecting the type of year that Kevin Harris had. In 2020. I mean, absolutely no one was expecting that. And to see him ball the way he did, and again, Des Kitchings, very highly thought of, very highly regarded when it comes to an assistant coach, very good recruiting ties. And again, the job that he did in 2020, I think, speaks to itself. So overall, I would say this. Shane Beamer's staff officially beginning to take shape. I, for one, so far, I'm happy. Again, I, I know the decision to retain Mike Bobo, that's going to be the one decision that is dissected that is critiqued, that is debated, and that's totally fair, by the way. But again, I challenge you, give me more of a reason of we shouldn't have brought Bobo back other than, well, he didn't play Ryan Helensky. 
you got to give me more of a reason than that, guys, because, listen, you don't want me to go off on a rant about that. I promise you, because there's more to the story than you know. In every situation, but especially this one, there's more to the story of why Colin Hill and Luke Doty were quarterback one and quarterback two, and Ryan Linsky found himself third on the depth chart. So, and I would I would leave with this as well with the Bobo thing. Does this all but guarantee Ryan Holinsky will transfer from South Carolina in the near future? I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. But overall, again, happy. I'm I'm happy thus far with Shane Beamer's first staff. And it'll be very interesting to see. Do we find out this week, the next few days, early next week, whatever? The big one's defensive coordinator. Who's going to be your defensive coordinator? I think that is one certainly with Shane Beamer. You need to you need to make a splash if you're Shane Beamer. Because, again, you didn't bring in a new OC. You didn't give fans that flashy hire, if you will, at one of your big coordinator spots. You need to bring in a guy, an elite, big-time defensive coordinator, whether that's Jay Bateman, whether that's John Heacock, whether that's Derek Mason, whoever it is, you got to find a way to bring in a big name. And I think Shane Beamer will do that. But overall, I'm I'm happy. I'm excited for this group. I think it's a solid group of assistant coaches. And, uh yeah, time to get to work. And it'll be interesting to see, like I said, do we find out in the next few days who the defensive coordinator will be and the rest of the assistants will be for South Carolina. So, again, that is the coaching staff. And, again, I'm, I, like I said, I'm excited to see how it takes shape the rest of the way. Let's dive into a couple of news and notes, then we'll get your listener questions and knock this thing out. Um, really quickly, South Carolina football did have a commitment, the first commitment of the Shane Beamer era, by the way. The first commitment of the Shane Beamer era rolling in on Christmas Day as three-star defensive back, Juco defensive back, I should say, 2021 three-star defensive back, Isaiah Norris, formerly of T.L. Hanna High School, committing to the Gamecocks. And, of course, with the news I'm about to get into in just a second with guys hitting the transfer portal, you need all of the defensive backs that you can get. I mean, there is no question. You need all of the DBs that you can get right now. Isaiah Norris, a kid again, I, I think a really good pickup for South Carolina. Again, the first commitment of the Shane Beamer era coming from Georgia Military College. And South Carolina's had a ton of success pulling these guys from GMC. I, I don't know what it is, what's in the water there in GMC. But again, a guy that I think South Carolina did, did a really good job to land. Somebody who's technically coming back home. And it seems like for anything from the comments from the kid, he is really excited to get things on. So again, a really nice pickup for Shane Beamer. Three-star defensive back and a guy that I think, especially like we said, He's going to hit the Juco route hard for this signing class. I think Isaiah Norris is a guy who can make an immediate impact for Gamecock football. Also, of course, speaking of defensive backs, that was the big news outside of the coaching staff stuff. That was the big news that came out over the Christmas break. Transfer portal. The transfer portal for South Carolina. John Dixon and Jamie Robinson entering the transfer portal for the Gamecocks. And of course, the notable one is Jamie Robinson was second on the team in tackles in 2020. Um, you know, really the Gamecocks best defensive back outside of JC Horn and Israel McQuamu, and definitely I would say would have been the top defensive back for South Carolina entering the 2021 season. And then John Dixon, who played really good football for you all throughout the 2020 year. And again, was he perfect? No, but I thought was probably on pace to be one of your starting corners going in the 2021 season. So again, listen, Things are fine. South Carolina is fine. You are dealing with normal things that happen to football teams and that happen to rosters when a head coach gets fired. Like, this is just part of the process. This is part of the journey. You got to rip the Band-Aid off, and you got to continue to move forward. That's exactly what Gamecock football is doing. So, again, 
Wish those guys nothing but the best. I mean, I would have loved to have seen it play out South Carolina. Jamie Robinson and John Dixon, two guys who I think are really solid football players. But you know what? Again, when you go through a coaching change, you're just going to lose some guys. And especially with the Jamie Robinson thing, I was a little bit surprised because he, he, he indicated on his Instagram story that he was going to return, and then he doesn't. So, you know, not sure what happened. Not sure what those conversations were. And, of course, Shane Beamer met with all these dudes one-on-one. And, you know, you never know what, what went down behind closed doors. Did he tell some guys, maybe look elsewhere? You know, did he tell some guys, hey, if you don't want to be a part of this culture and a part of what we're building at South Carolina, the door's right there. You can transfer. It's free market this year. Why not? Go ahead. So, I don't know. But certainly South Carolina is going to be a bit of uh, rebuilding on the defensive side going into Shane Beamer's first season. Um, a bit of good news, though. Parker White announcing he is going to return in 2021. And again, I saw the comments and, and the snarky, whatever, backhanded compliments and, uh, and, and the sarcasm. I think this is a positive for South Carolina. Did Parker White have a great 2020? Absolutely not. But was he put in some terrible positions by the previous coaching staff? Yes. Parker White is a solid top half of the league kicker in the SEC. The Gamecocks only got better by him announcing he will return in 2021. So I'm, for one, happy that Parker White will be back. And lastly, an update on Gamecocks basketball. Obviously, the game that was supposed to be on Tuesday has been postponed, the Kentucky game. But a little bit of good news. South Carolina was set to, on Sunday, yesterday, John Rothstein reporting, which John does a fantastic job, by the way, reporting that apparently, according to Frank Martin, the Gamecocks were planning on getting back on the floor. So hopefully... That January 2nd game this Saturday against Florida, which would be South Carolina's first game in about four weeks, in about a month, they're still slated to play that one. So hopefully, fingers crossed, let's all keep our fingers crossed that South Carolina will find a way to return to the hardwood this weekend. So let's hope so, because again, your guy needs some, some sports to cover. <laughs> we need some sports to talk about. It's like basketball. I need you to get your shit together. Let's get back and play some games. All right. Let's dive in these listener questions, and we'll wrap this thing up here on a Monday. Um, let's see. David underscore Barnes, 76. Will we keep the same unis from this season for next year? The mixing and matching is fun. I have no idea. It, it's tough to say. You know, I, I, I will say one thing I do want to see moving forward. I want to see the Black Magic unis kept as an alternate throwback. Personally, what I hate is, listen, I think the unis looked great this year. Don't get me wrong. But every time I look at those uniforms, it is the Will Muschamp uniform. And, and I would love to see South Carolina just separate themselves from that. Um, you know, South Carolina, and we talked about this a little bit over the weekend. It was just, It's always a fun topic of conversation when you're talking uniforms. South Carolina's got to decide which way they're going to go. Are they going to go, you know, crazy, alternate, like Oregon style, just all over the place with unis? Or do you want to go with a little bit more of a traditional base home in a way? See, I'm a very much less is more kind of guy when it comes to football unis. These would be my uniforms for South Carolina. These would be my base unis. White, garnet, white at home, white, white, white on the road. Outside of that, you have alternates, but those are your standard home and away uniforms, bottom line. That's just me, though. Again, I know a lot of fans love the black helmets and the garnet helmets and mixing and matching the jerseys and the helmets and the pants and all that. I guess I'm just a little bit more traditional. Um, so whatever. We'll, we'll see what happens. That'll be Shane Beamer's call. But uh, I'd have to say I think they'll change the unis up. I, I, I highly doubt they're going to keep the exact same things from Will Muschamp's last year and Shane Beamer's first year. So, um David Barnes, again, I'd like to see some consistency in the Beamer era. Again, we'll have to wait and see. That's going to be his call. Uh, Ken the Quad, is Helinski staying? That's the million-dollar question, man. I, if I had to guess, no. I think 
Best case scenario for Ryan Linsky, he sticks it out through spring ball, evaluates where he is at the end of spring as far as the depth chart is concerned. I still think he's going to transfer, though. I, I just – I don't see any way Ryan Linsky returns and is, and is part of this Gamecocks roster uh, fall of 2021. So, uh, Hamilton underscore Smith, have we lost seven DBs since the beginning of the year? Well, you think about it. John Dixon, Jamie Robinson, Shiloh Sanders, J.C. Horn, Israel McQuamu. That's five. Who else have we lost? Who am I forgetting? Um, oh, Roderick, that's six. And did we lose another one? I mean, Jalen Dickerson got hurt. But yeah, about six or seven. Yeah, South Carolina lost a ton of guys defensively um, in this 2020 season for sure. Uh, Braid, Braid B19, what do you think it means that Garcia is working with Helensky? I mean, I don't look too far into him. It's cool. It's definitely cool. It's cool to see those two guys together. Obviously, we all saw the pictures and the videos and stuff like that. And it's cool to see those two guys working together and everything. But I don't look that far into it. Um, you know, other than it's just, it's just neat. You know what I mean? It's very neat. So what does it really mean? Who knows? Who knows? Bart B22, any truth to BMAC talking current players into looking around? I, I have no idea why BMAC would be talking to our players right now. I have no clue. Uh, last question or last statement. Palmer King 14 says T-Rob is a snake. <laughs> and I'm sure there's many of you that, uh, that feel that way? I, heck, I don't know, man. Whatever. Each their own bygones, bygones. He, he'll he'll probably land on his feet. He's getting paid his money, and that's all fine and dandy. And we move forward, and the Gamecocks move on, and, and we'll leave it at that. So, again, guys, appreciate you all tuning in here on Monday. Like I said, no guest interview today. Um, just the, the, the busyness of the holiday season and Christmas and the Christmas weekend. And basically, everybody I hit up was super busy, which is totally fine. And I figured we had a ton to talk about today anyways. So, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. No guest interview. You got a ton of interviews scheduled for this week, so, though. So, starting Thursday and then over the next few weeks, we'll have the interviews back to normal. We've got some really awesome conversations upcoming for you guys. But, again, guys, normal schedule this week podcast Monday through Friday, the Daily Crow Monday through Friday, noon to one. Also, be sure to stay tuned, guys. I'm sure you saw on Saturday, we did the uh, the Gasparilla Bowl simulation on the NCAA 14. I've got the updated mods, the rosters, the, the, uh, the uniforms, the end zones, everything. I'm thinking we're going to bring the NCAA, the NCAA simulations back. So just be sure to stay tuned to that. We got a lot of exciting stuff upcoming, guys. And again, we're in New Year's week, but normal schedule. I'll be going live Thursday, Friday, all that good stuff. But again, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Appreciate it. We will talk to you soon. Talk to you tomorrow. 